So I think we could define churchianity as Christianity, but good intentions. Yeah, but good intentions never set a man free. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what Christ came to do when he came to this world was not to establish a physical plant um, or a, a set of traditions. What Christ came to do was to teach a way of life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Where's God? I'm Michael. I'm Johnny. And this is season two of Where's God? We made it to season two. I know, you know, we didn't know we'd make it, but we made it. <laughs> so where are we headed with this season, John? Season three. <laughs> with the topic of season two, where are we headed? Well, right now um, we have recorded our first two episodes. You're about to hear the first one. Um, the big thing that we break down is churchianity versus Christianity. So just mm. real quick, I want to give a kind of definition of churchianity because mm -hmm. I realize you know, in the main episode, we don't really explain exactly what we're talking about. So here's a good working definition. It's a practice, churchianity, is a practice of Christianity that places a larger emphasis on the habits of church life or the institutional traditions of the church than on the theology and spiritual teachings of Jesus. So it's too, being too church focused. And mm -hmm. I think um, a good way to break all this down is taking something that's good and trying to make it the best thing mm -hmm. when in reality it's something from Jesus it's not a replacement for Jesus mm -hmm. so when we're walking in the way of Jesus we can in some ways be a part of Christianity and go to the expression of church as has been come to know in the modern time but just because we're a part of the expression of church doesn't mean we're necessarily walking in the way of Jesus. Exactly. And I think churchianity can honestly be the big thing to blame mm -hmm. for why uh, Christians get such bad press right now. Yeah. I think the people that are doing these things that are unchristlike are more adhering to churchianity rather than actual Christianity. Yeah. And before we dive into the conversation, I do want to preface, uh, if you're listening right now and would like to chime in on this conversation, Click the link down in the show notes. Uh, send us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you and have your voice on here. And if you've got any questions, comments, or maybe you've got an experience with churchianity that turns you off to Christ, or maybe that brought you to Christ, we want to hear about that as well. But I think without further ado, we should roll this conversation. Let's do it. So, so it seems that we're not rejecting Christianity. We're just rejecting this version of it. Which yes. would we would describe as churchianity, right? Because um, there's nothing wrong with church. No, there's wrong with a certain expression of the role of church. Well, I think Samuel Parr puts it well. No, Edwin Paxton Hood puts it well. Such religion is churchianity. It's not Christianity. Christianity means the religion where Christ is all. Churchianity, the the religion where church is all. Mm. So by 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 natural extension, if Jesus is all church is valuable to us. Yeah, it's a part of the picture because I think church is in its expression for the New Testament is not a descriptor of a physical building. Right. It's a descriptor of a group of people who right. are disciples of Jesus, who are walking in the ways of Jesus, and they live their life under the practices of Jesus. So then you could be a church goer. You can be very faithful your attendance. You can... Mm -hmm. You can pay your tithe and offerings and do all these things and not be a follower of Jesus? I think that would be the case. I, it's kind of scary to say. Uh, yeah, I think it's scary to say. With our own, within our own faith tradition, Seventh-day Adventist faith tradition, um, 
church membership has been conflated to mean salvation in the simplest terms mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> trying to not yeah. dive too deep we don't there. say it that way but that's functionally yeah. our concern that yeah exactly because we're like oh are they okay with the lord we if they're yeah if they're not attending or, church regularly right, right. are they okay yeah. and so church membership and church attendance have come to mean that's what the expression of being a follower of jesus is but i don't think that that's quite the case so i think we could define churchianity as christianity but good intentions yeah, but good intentions never set a man free. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So you can have good intentions and completely um, destroy what Jesus meant by community. Yeah. And the community is not all. The community right. is important. The community yeah. is critical. I think we all long to be loved and to love others and to feel safe and be able to yeah. voice our opinions without concern of being chastised or outcast. But on the same token, it's not it. You know, that's yeah. not it with Christianity. Yeah. Um, there's going to be an eternal community, of mm-hmm. course, but mm-hmm. that's not why we're together. We're not, we don't want or achieve heaven through uh, the merits of our community or the friendship that we're building. If it's right. not all Jesus, like your definition with Christianity, mm-hmm. then it's churchianity. Yeah, yeah. And I, and that's, that's the challenge that I think I face on a weekly basis in being in church ministry and um, facilitating worship and those types of things. Uh, so often we are, we take a look at the, 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 the symbol itself or the, the practice, the tradition, whatever it might be, instead of remembering what that symbol practice or tradition points us to. right? Right. So in our faith tradition, um, we, as a faith community, the collective global community has set aside a gathering of a local church on a Saturday morning, typically between um, the hours of 11 and noon. Yeah. <laughs> and we call it the divine hour. Right, right. Which right? is, yeah, a disturbing <laughs> term in, <laughs> in a lot of ways. And it, I, I th- there's no problem gathering together as a community. There's no problem gathering together at that specific time. If the, if the community has decided that's the time that we want to set aside to do that, let's let's run with it but let's call it what it is let's call it what it is it's that, tradition it's not biblical mandate exactly exactly <laughs> and i think we see the tradition and then superimpose that back towards what the bible says right it says oh since we do this the bible must obviously say that no the bible talks a lot about gathering about in community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's important it talks a lot about worship um, but the bible is not prescriptive in this is the exact place, set, and time that you need to do that. Um, I think it is important to gather together um, on Sabbath, mm-hmm. the, on Saturday, the seventh day of the week. Um, that's a time that God set apart for us to be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be a whole other con- conversation about what that looks like within our denomination because you and I both struggle sometimes because Saturdays are our busiest days because we're facilitating worship experiences for other people. And in doing so, we don't necessarily practice the biblical rest that the Bible talks about. Wait, pause on that Uh uh, just for a second. Um, You know, we always talk about, well, at least this is the way I've learned to talk about Sabbath, the seventh day, is that it's a date day with God. Mm -hmm. It's, you know... It's there's no list of rules necessarily other than if I'm on a date with God, if I'm spending this day with him, would I do this? Uh, that that's that's what it comes down to. Of course, of course, I take scripture into account, but I think that's what that's what scripture's trying to say. 
So I hear that. And I think of from like my own experience, spending a date night with my wife. If mm-hmm. we do the same thing every time, right. it's not going to be exciting. It's not, it's right. going to be something that just happens. It's just going to be like, like any Friday. It's like, Oh, well it just comes after Thursday, therefore Friday. Mm-hmm. But no, if, 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 I really want to have that date night be exciting with my wife. I vary it. Mm-hmm. I change it. I look mm-hmm. forward to different things, these different experiences. So so I'm wondering if varying our worship service, this is a tangent that mm-hmm. we didn't plan on talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if varying our worship service is actually doing more honor than just adhering to tradition. And I'm careful to say that because I don't want to say, let's change everything just to change it. Right. But what? where does, where I guess... I'm asking myself and asking mm-hmm. you, where does change um, uh, come into play with our traditions for our worship services to protect us yes. from becoming yes. churchianity and staying in that vibrant living Christianity? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I think the way I'm processing that is, you know, you mentioned good intentions. Churchianity has good intentions, yes. right? And I think the at least in the American experience of church, a, dri- a big driving factor in where we've arrived today with big mega churches and uh, big localized congregations that gather in a particular way is that spiritual leaders and religious leaders felt it important for people to gather. And generally what you try to do is to remove all the different barriers that would hinder somebody from partaking in a particular spiritual discipline, right? And uh, I would say a spiritual discipline is the gathering together of believers. Mm -hmm. And because of the way America has been built on capitalistic, consumeristic ideals, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, at least especially, I think, more so after the World Wars than than beforehand, but it, it led up to that, that the church has copied the world in consuming goods yes so yes. the united states is the um one of the lower produ- pro- producers of goods but the mm-hmm. one of the highest consumers of goods in the world and so it's built into our dna to just be consumers be it food be it media um x y and z we all know we need to exercise a little bit more but <laughs> we're not going to go there uh and so the church has followed that and said how do we make church easily consumable mm-hmm. and that distilled down to about a 60-minute worship experience on a particular day of the week. Yeah. You know, as you're, as you're, as you're processing that, as I'm listening to you, um, I think a beautiful way that we can have change while also maintaining this community gathering mm-hmm. is as simple as having different people do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. know, you know, we, we, we kind of wax philosophical sometimes talking about, <laughs> uh, oh, what can we do? And I think that that's a valid conversation. But yeah. on, on, on the practical level, um, maybe we have somebody who's really good at painting go up front and, uh, you know, perform, you know, even if it's just a silent meditative process for, for 10 minutes as they paint a simple or draw a simple sketch. Uh, yeah. I think that would be radically different while still honoring that God is a God of beauty. God mm-hmm. is a God of, mm-hmm. of peace, of time, of stillness, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe, maybe have that be a prayer. You know, these different things we yeah. could do, um, it doesn't have to be crazy out of the box. It can still be within that structure while still recognizing that God moves in ways different than singing, than teaching, mm. and, you know, the, the ways that we standard uh, standardize the, the gifts of the Spirit. Sure, um, 
So I, I think that kind of plays into it, that it, it allows for room for people's talents rather than restricting to a spot in a seat, um, yeah. attendance at a certain time, yeah. um, which, which I think we would say in the right context are good things. Yeah. I think people attending church can be a very good thing. Yeah. But if it's if it's the rule of whether or not you are right with God, I think mm-hmm. that's putting too much stock in something that is not able to have that pressure. Yeah, it exactly. will break. Exactly. Yeah, which which brings us to like the reality that it is actually come probably more from the outside of church condemning church unity than from inside the church, and then now we're mm-hmm. kind of becoming aware of it. And I think now we're talking about it. And this may be me just grasping for straws here, but I, I feel like it took it took a non-Christian perspective to call out the mistakes that Christians are making. And you mm-hmm. you talked a little bit about that earlier about how um, you know the the culture will critique and how yeah. what's yeah, the yeah, point yeah. of what did you call it? Just like a a little twist a, of a twist of Christianity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's this article. Um, let me pull this up here. Since we're talking about it, um, on our brand new Slack channel. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't put it in the Slack channel, sorry. <laughs> um, so there's an article written by Ben Sixsmith, not Ben Five Smith, but Ben Sixsmith um, for Spectator. Mm. Uh, I guess news I'm glad you clarified those two authors. They're very, very similar. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. similar, right? <laughs> um, and he wrote an article about the sad irony of celebrity pastors. Uh, and recently to the recording of this uh, podcast episode, um, a guy by the name of, is it Carl Lentz? Carl? Sounds right. Yeah, Carl Lentz. There we go. I found it. Okay. So, um, and his, uh, so Carl Lentz, he's the, the leader of Hillsong Church NYC. And it was found out that he was having an affair um, with someone. And the church leadership asked him to step down. And this guy that's writing the article is kind of critiquing the idea of celebrity pastors and celebrity um, leaders of spirituality, because when they build up their, this big particular platform, um, when they fall, they fall even further and harder than just kind of your average person, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have Mm -hmm. this platform. Uh, And he's got this critique of Christianity about how Carl Lentz had built up this idea of um, being this kind of mainstream pastor that's hip with the times and, and, and very relatable. Uh, and the guy that's writing says that he's he's not religious. He's not someone that's particular of a particular faith. And, uh, uh, and he's kind of critiquing Christianity a little bit. And he says, uh, we can see the quote-unquote with a twist of Christianity trend elsewhere. Uh, Falwell was representative of the right-wing business-oriented evangelicals who offer capitalistic self-enrichment and hubristic jingoism with a twist of Christianity. Then there is a progr- the, there are progressive... A yeah. Should we dwell on that a little bit? No, I mean, I just, there's just a lot in that sentence. <laughs> yeah. We, we could, but no, go, go ahead, go ahead. And then here's another sentence for you. There are progressive Christians of whom Nadia Boltz-Weber is an extreme example who promote the usual self-wing causes with a twist of Christianity. Um, while different in beliefs, such people share patterns of thought. The former believe secular individuals uh, believe secular individualists mysteriously share God's wishes for what should be done with money, while the latter think that secular progressives mysteriously share God's wishes for what should be done with bodies. So if Christianity is such an essential add-on, why become a Christian? Mm. And then he finishes with this. 
I am not religious, so it is not my place to dictate uh, to Christians what they should and should not believe. Still, if someone has a faith worth following, I feel that their belief should make me more uncomfortable for not doing so. Uh, If they share 90% of my lifestyle and values, then there is nothing especially inspiring about them. Instead of making me want to become more like them, it looks very much as if they want to become more like me. That sadly appears to have been true of Lentz and his celebrity acquaintances. Uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of truth to that critique. Um, uh, just just pushing back, like 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 we talked about earlier. Um, I I think that might be a mischaracterization of. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to make a broad sweeping statement like this, but I'm going to. I think that might Do be it. a mischaracterization of him of reality. And what I mean by that is is God created humans. Mm-hmm. He didn't create Christians and mm-hmm. and secular humans. Mm-hmm. You know, like he created humans. So so I think it may be a mischaracterization to say that Christianity is an add-on to the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um that's the that's the thing I'm zeroing zeroing in mm-hmm. on. Okay, Johnny from the future here. I just want to highlight something listening back to this episode. It sounds like I'm really defending Carl Lentz's behavior and his infidelity and that it's okay for Christian leaders to do things like this. I want to be very intentional to say that's not where I'm coming from. I think there should be consequences for actions. What I think I'm pushing back against here, I say I think because we're all still processing, um, is against the idea that certain things are holy and certain things are not. So I'll just be honest here. I think something that really pushed me in that article is that I struggle with that. What's holy, what's not? How do I balance between those two things? So that's kind of what I'm pushing back against, not that Carl Lentz did something that I'm trying to defend. Um, Okay, future Johnny, out. Zeroing in on, um, because I, I am a pretty strong believer that all of us have core longings to... Uh, seek community, to be loved, to love others, to do good in the world. We mm-hmm. we're constantly searching for good things. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're recording this, we're we're near the end of 2020, and it's been a year. Mm-hmm. Throughout this year, there's been all sorts of things pop up. Like I think it's the Good News Network. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, it's the guy from the Office. Yeah, I know Jim. Krasinski. John yeah. Krasinski. Thank you. Thank you. Krasinski, and then my last name is Wilsinski, so there I feel go. like we're related. But, <laughs> but Can no, we get not, our fact checker on not all paper? Polish people know each other. I, prom- <laughs> I <laughs> promise. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I just feel like there, there's more going on than just this guy failed because he was trying to be secular. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's realistic humans fail, whether mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. close with God or not. You look at the biblical narratives and the person who God calls a man after his own heart has failing after failing listed. And even throughout the Psalms, when he's writing about his own story, he's writing about his failing. So like this is this is something there's more to the story, I think, is what I'm trying to say. I don't have like an answer because I'm not like, oh, well, God used this guy, even though, you know, he brought he brought, uh, you know, that shame upon the Christian narrative. But I guess all that to say is. uh we're, we're more than one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm trying to obfuscate or if I'm, you know, just saying words, but uh, yeah. that's just my reaction to that. I mean, you're, you're always obfuscating, but you know. I, yeah, you know, that's just, I didn't say rabbit hole until right now. So <laughs> we're good. We got, we got a long ways. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, the dissonance you're feeling kind of plays into this uh, idea of 
churchianity versus Christianity, right? Yeah. Because you chafe totally. at the defining of Christianity as just being an add-on. Like right. it's not. It's more than that. Right. But I think in some ways what this author is critiquing, he's spot on. He is. Because you just said he was he No, was. I said he was off, but I said I said it's a straw man, but he's accurate. <laughs> don't don't bait me, Michael. <laughs> uh, I had to get the first jab in this season. Oh yeah. Um so churchianity i think he's what he's critiquing is churchianity in that it churchianity being the expression that the church the traditions the body is everything and that we are um as a body of believers uh defined by that and church is wrong in x y and z yeah but what christ came to do when he came to this world was not to establish a physical plant um or a a set of traditions. Wait, that was churchy language. What's a physical plant mean? Is that right, like that's, a tree? That's business language too. Is that, is that like a tree? <laughs> like a like did God physically plant a tree when a you came? A physical building. There we go. Yeah, a physical building. <laughs> what Christ came to do was to teach a way of life. And it's not so much corporate as it is individual and it's relational. And in churchianity, it's easy to hide behind platitudes and happy sabbaths in the Seventh-day Adventist world, and that's the typical greeting that an Adventist gives to another Adventist to let them know that they're Adventist when they're not sure that the other's Adventist. <laughs> um, wow, that was actually really accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, or you just yell haystacks. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. what's a haystack? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to define a haystack? Yeah. Wait, okay, so if you're from the South, if you've had a taco salad, it's almost... it's um, Is there any difference between a taco salad and a haystack, actually? Yes, taco salad has Fritos as the base. A haystack has corn chips or the tortilla chips as a base. To be fair, I've had a lot of haystacks with Frito chips. Yeah. It would become a taco salad. Oh, wow. I feel like there's a lot of people there, like, that would be very offended. There might be an apostate yeah, haystack. I'd <laughs> be very offended. <laughs> yeah, a poser. <laughs> it's, a, it's a taco salad in haystacks clothing. clothing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, we're... we're <laughs> tangent so i guess anyway. what, I, what i'm getting to is that we see in the world around us a a chafing at quote-unquote christianity mm -hmm. which i think people are chafing against churchianity yeah. because christianity in its two, true form is following jesus following in the, in the ways of mm -hmm. jesus and you and i have had conversations where you interacting with someone that you're not sure their background and they're like hey what, what are you about what do you do it's like i'm a, I'm a follower of jesus because Christianity now has baggage in our right, world. Right, right. Because we see through the Me Too movement, we see through um, Black Lives Matter, uh, and through s a bunch of social justice movements and care for people, that right now, it appears that the world is really looking out for people. Mm -hmm. Like trying to trying to care for people in a real way. Yeah. Uh, and that's what the church should be about, right? Yes. But there's hypocrisy in the church because we espouse this particular way of life that we talk about. Yeah. We talk about people behind their back. We are so caught up in our traditions that we don't know the the what the traditions are pointing to. And uh, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Somebody asked me how I'm, how I'm doing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I I, I don't think you even have to be a part of a church to to, to to say things like that. But there's an air of uh, that Christians, and like you said, got to be careful with uh, over uh, statement generalized statements. Yeah, yeah. But Christians tend to be called out with hypocrisy because everything's just butterflies and rainbows. And even the darkest day, there's still a little light shining. And yes, that may be the case and that may be true. But as Christians, we've got to be remember that we're human. 
Yeah. And we're all sharing a human experience. Yeah. We're all in this together. And whether you're frustrated at your neighbor or you're loving what you're seeing, um, I think this conversation is not done, right, Michael? It's not. This is part one of our conversation on churchianity versus Christianity. Uh, you can come back next week and check out part two. Cool. See you then.